everyone, and welcome down to episode number 103 of the Down South Photo Show. With me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on your other screen or in your other ear, if you're listening to the show, it's Cam Blake, back in his home state of Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. Yes, back home into the land of the living, I guess. I the land of milk and honey. Land of milk and honey. Land of fresh air and uh, interesting people. Yeah, That's I'm right. back home. That's good. How are you going? And smaller vehicles. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Very much so. Doing well, thanks. Uh, in the throes of, uh, we're, we're mid-December, so you know, in yeah. the throes of the Christmas trade, uh, retail at Christmas time, doesn't mm-hmm. get old. I you love it, don't you? Uh, been in retail probably since 1996, kind of. So I don't know how many years that means, but that's a lot. So if you could, if you could describe your love of retail at Christmas time in one word, what would it be? Um, get the bleep ready. Tiring. Tiring. That's, and that's being polite. That's a soft word. Come on, you can do better. I, I, than that. I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I have, I can count on one hand the amount of. Uh, people that give me a hard time in December. Um, you know, this where, year where people, or in general? This year. So the people generally <laughs> they don't yeah. they don't really lose their minds until maybe <clears throat> three or four days out. And there it's always yeah. the same person. It's that person that has forgotten that they had to do this to uh, get something done with me. And then all of a sudden it's my fault that I can't do it because I've got four hundred jobs ahead of theirs. But it'll it, And then no. and their and their name is <laughs> that's right oh. <laughs> i don't listen to the show it doesn't matter that's right. yeah well we'll just talk about that we're, we're pretty much lost pretty sure we've lost one viewer over the last few days which you know what no that's okay we can't Shit please happens. everyone cameron but we can please the 723 of you who have subscribed to the youtube channel oh. so far thank you very much appreciate that and uh mm. also um we're, we're uh, racking up the milestones on the audio side of things as well Are we? just, all right 15,000 bloody downloaded hours and stuff like this. It's pretty crazy. Next week, I'll have all the actual stats for you. There you go. I'm not organized this week, but next week, I will. Uh, yeah, let's next next episode is all about stats. And it's funny you should say next episode. It won't actually be next week. We are actually going to put out two episodes this week because we're going to make up for lost time. Oh, is that what I thought? You, is that what we're doing? I thought we we're going yes. to do one tonight and then you're going to release this straight away. We're going to Almost. release this uh, very quickly. It might not be Monday night, but it will definitely be before Tuesday. So, um, because you know we didn't do one last week, we've got to give the fans what they want, Cam. So then we do another one later in the week to release. Yes, you're are. crazy. You've, yes. you've gone. You've gone off the rails, mate. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Americans. That's right. One of the uh, one of the big game changers this year for me in retail, though, is I no longer produce the canvas prints out of my shed. Um, yes, that's that's been a big. Uh, game changer i can now put canvases together at my uh that is shop a location. big game changer that is a big game changer because it's yeah. it's just uh, probably just that travel is a pain isn't it like just doing yeah logistically so moving canvases yeah. can be a little bit tough you got to be nice and careful then you know they're yeah. a little bit fragile but also it's mm. uh, a big difference now that i don't come home and go to work yeah, you know yeah. i mean i, yeah. I, I yeah. come home and get to record a podcast with you mate yeah which is sort of work isn't it it kind of but not feels really. like work sometimes. No, it never feels like work. When I can drink a furfy crisp and you know. Tell you what, I'll tell you what I am enjoying being back in Australia, being back home, is actually drinking beer that has somewhat some alcohol content to it. Right. Um it's uh I'm sorry, anyone listening in America. You know what? I I had a whole heap of stickers and I had a whole heap of little things to drop off. Do you think I left them anywhere? Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> everywhere I went to leave them, I got I got looks saying, You're not gonna leave that there, eh? Right. Um 
But there's one thing America don't do. Well, they do everything pretty well, Americans. I'll give them that. Yes. Like, it's a pretty amazing country. Uh, one of the biggest things they don't do, well, gun control is probably the biggest thing they don't do very well. But the <laughs> yes. second biggest the second biggest thing is uh, beer. They just don't do beer. It's right. terrible. Right. Uh, it's like licking a drain, a gutter in a drain. It's just <laughs> everything Everything we got. Even mm. though it was like, like what's what's Bogues? Like, Bogues is... I don't know what percentage of this anymore. Like five percent, four four point six percent alcohol. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and we were drinking. We had a couple of beers over there that were five percent, and it didn't taste like beer at all. It just tasted like a sort of poorly flavored water. So, lift your game, America. Get some better beer. So um, you 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 were enjoying more of the imported beers than the local drops. Uh, I ended up going different. I ended up going for the hard liquor, and we ended up getting on the scotches, and uh, they were okay. Um, they, mm. they seem to do them okay because they import them from Scotland and Ireland, so they were pretty good. Right. Yeah, well, clearly, our drinking problem has a podcast attached to it. So, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, so welcome home. Um, good. Look, right off the top, let's let's talk about your, your trip to the US. We'll, we'll, we can start yeah. with your background, if you like, given that that's, oh, a, good that's throw, a fantastic idea. That's a good throw straight into, into a talk about uh, your trip, so go for it. All right. So this uh, background is a pretty famous strip of road there. Uh, so this is as you're coming into Monument Valley, which is in technically in Arizona, I believe. Um, so we headed that way after we'd done a few of the other national parks in Utah, heading down towards Page, Arizona, where we stayed this night after here. But coming down this road was really cool because this is the Forrest Gump road. This this shot is taken from the Forrest Gump viewpoint. So Forrest Gump has got his own viewpoint, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and we're well, lucky enough... Um, through the whole trip, really, but we just we didn't have much like much tourists. There wasn't many people around. All the places we went were fairly quiet. So we got here, and I think maybe we were there for about half an hour taking photos. I reckon maybe five cars passed us. Like this is a very popular place to stop and take a photo. Um, but yeah, we stopped there a few times. Uh, five star Dan did a bit of a reenactment of Forrest Gump running up the road, uh, which got a few laughs online. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, Monument Valley uh, as we drove south from Utah into Arizona before we swung around back into Vegas. Very cool. Uh, it just looks, hmm. I mean, obviously that's an iconic landscape, but Monument Valley there it just just doesn't look real. It looks like I'm looking at a road yeah. on a cartoon. It, well, it does. <laughs> it has that real color to it. Um, yep. And it's funny because it sort of pops up out of nowhere. Like there's all canyons wherever you go around this part of America. But when you get there, it's the opposite. All these things just start spiking up from the, from the ground. So uh, we could actually see it from a long way away and we're driving along and I think we're about 70 or 80 miles away. And I said to Dan, I said, man, that might be Monument Valley over there. I'm like, nah, that's miles away. It doesn't look like it would be it. And it was. So, mm. um, and then over the other side, there was a town we stopped in. I can't think of the name of it. Had the dodgiest McDonald's we'd ever stopped in. Okay. Uh, we we stopped in there to have a quick bite to eat and it didn't smell good. It didn't look good. It didn't look, didn't look, it wasn't in a really good neighborhood. So we got our little cheeseburgers and got out of there pretty quickly. This is the, the birthplace of McDonald's. I'm, I'm sure they would be appalled to hear that. Well, it wasn't great. And you know, what's the funny thing was when we walked in there, we sat down for about five minutes and I'm Dan's looking, man, I'm looking at Dan, like, oh, this place is a bit dodgy. And this family walked in and we hear the dad go, so what do you want? What do you want for lunch? And we're like, oh, there's Australians here. So <laughs> we're like, we're not the only stupid people walking into this dodgy McDonald's. So yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's Monument Valley. I'm sure there's probably people that listen or view the show have been there and they understand how much of a beautiful spot it is. 
Now, those of you who tuned in last week will know that we uh, had Cam mm. live from Zion National Park uh, in Utah, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we sort of got up to speed with where you, with your trip up until sort of that point. And then yep. you headed off into more canyon country. And um, now the, the whole crux of this is, of course, if you, you were scouting locations yes. for your awesome US trip that you're doing next year. Yeah, that's right. So um, unlike some that I see in, in the business, so some people put on trips to places and they've never been there. And they <laughs> sort of just, they just go there and wing it, which I, I don't like the idea of that. It sort of seems a bit risky for me. So um, yeah, this is purely a scouting trip. So we wanted to figure out timing. We wanted to figure out how long we needed to stay in each sort of part of Utah around these national parks, um, you know, what hotels to go to, what restaurants to eat at, you know, how much things are worth, you know, just get it all sort of costed up and scouted. So that's what we spent. I think we ended up spending about eight or nine days there uh, doing that. Um, so, yeah, you saw me in Zion uh, last week. And then after there, we went through Bryce Canyon, which we got snowed on uh, and it was minus 10 degrees Celsius. Um, but it felt like it was about five degrees. So we got up that morning for a sunrise and we looked outside and the place was covered in snow. The car was covered in snow got in the car, it said minus 10. We're like, well, this is going to be chilly. But there was zero wind factor. So it was just still as still could be. The sun was out. Uh, we met a lovely couple who had come down from Alaska, who, funnily enough, were moving to New Zealand next week. Wow. Um, they had some uh, family friends that had moved there, and they just packed up everything. They were driving through America, and then they were going to catch a plane and go live in New Zealand. So that was pretty cool to run into people like that. Um, And then after that... Where'd we go? We went Bryce Canyon. We went, kept going across further and ended up going through a really cool little national park called Capitol Reef National Park, um, which is quite a sort of skinny national park along the highway. Uh, but that had some really cool mountains and canyons in there. And then we made it to Moab, which is sort of adventure capital of Utah, although there wasn't much going on there. It's pretty quiet. But we went to Arches National Park and then Canyonlands National Park. So that ticked off the big five, the mighty five of Utah that we're going to do on this trip. So we got to see it all. Didn't spend anywhere near as much time as we'd like to there, but the idea was to scout it all out, find our locations for sunrise, sunset, you know, and, and tick off all those boxes, which is what we did. Awesome. Uh, mm. Yeah, the, the images that you were putting up on social media throughout your trip looked fantastic. Uh, looks like you've yeah. found some pretty good locations that you'd be able to take yeah. your, uh, your punters too, um, and a lot of sunrise and sunset stuff, I would imagine. Yeah, there is. Um, so like the same as anywhere, really, sunrise, sunset, like that's where the best light is. So that's what we're sort of going to aim for for most of the trip. Um, but because it's all sort of canyons and mountains, you can sort of play around until sort of almost lunchtime before the sun yeah. really starts getting in there and causing any any issues. So um, we shot most of the day and then we sort of had a bit of maybe an hour or two off to have some lunch during the middle of the day. And then we go back out in the afternoon. But um yeah, some of the places we saw, like Zion National Park lived up to everything I thought it would. Um, I yeah. can't wait to get back there next year with folks. Um, uh, it, it was It's a place I would love to go and spend just a solid two weeks out of and, and do some good hiking and stuff through there. But well, we drove through a bloody mountain. There's a tunnel that goes through the mountain for three kilometers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we, they, they just do things really well over there. That's what I've noticed. Um, we're talking off air about, you know, that whole issue with Tasmania parks and wildlife going on at the moment. We're not going to touch on it because it doesn't need any more oxygen. Yeah. But um, driving around America for the last couple of weeks, 
Like they do national parks really well. Yes, you pay a fee to get in there. That's fine. But the roads are great. The the shuttles are great. The the walks are great. The signage is great. The facilities are great. Everything's top notch. So the money that you're paying to get in there is going purely back into the park yeah. and, and making the park a better experience for everyone. And the sooner people realize that maybe in Australia, that putting money back in the national parks, you know, in, above and beyond what we normally pay is not a bad thing. Like it's actually yeah. going to be a good thing for the, for the environment. It's going to be a good thing for the park and it's going to be, you know, good thing for people coming to see our country. So that, that was something we took away. Even Daniel, who, probably doesn't have as much experience in national parks around here that I do. He said the same thing. He goes, these places are incredible. Like everything's yeah. just so well done. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, we're I would really probably impressed. put that down mm. to weight of numbers. Like they visitors to the parks there would be a lot higher than visitors to the parks. Well, certainly yeah. in a, in a mainland Australia and, and certainly yeah, to yeah. Tasmania and because it's just that little bit further away, a bit harder to get to all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it'd be, yeah. I'd be interested to see visitor uh, national park visitor numbers so I just did a quick Google and um, Utah uh, is 269,000 square kilometres. Uh, to put that into some perspective, Victoria is 227,000 square kilometres. So, it's funny It's funny you've done that because we did yeah. the exact same thing when we were driving around. Yeah. So yeah. Utah is marginally bigger than Victoria. Uh, and yeah. yet I would imagine the visitor numbers to the national parks would be tenfold on what we get here. Well, it's funny you say, I've just done some stats. Like, for example, Uluru would be one of the most popular national parks Definitely. and places you would think so. So Uluru, on average, gets around about 300-odd thousand. Yep. It's 350,000 a year people go through there. Yep. Zion National Park gets over 5 million a year. Yeah, well, there you go. So um, that's that 10, huge 15-fold, yeah. Yeah. but a lot. It is a lot. Um, but you know what? Like the infrastructure I'm talking about, it's not, it's not mind-blowing infrastructure. It's just... The roads are nice. The walks are nice. The signage is good, and it's the organisation. Yeah, the organisation of the park flows really well, and all of them that yeah. we went to. So, you know that that's where I think um, people that complain about having to pay fees and have to go in the national parks here. Well, what's the um the park hmm. fee structure like in Utah? Is it is it is it one fee for well, all of Utah, it, or is it per park? It, it's a bit same here, really. Like you can pay like thirty odd dollars to go into a Tassie park with a car for a day, or you can buy a a yearly pass. For like ninety bucks or something like that, yeah, which gets you into all parks. They do the same over there. So we we bought a annual pass, which got us access to every single national park in the states. Wow, not just Utah, everywhere, and it was eighty US dollars. Yep, for that's a twelve month pass, valid for a year. Yeah, and that's, that's a that's a ve that's a vehicle. So we bought it. Start everywhere went in. We just tap. We just showed the card at the ranger. Think, yep, come on through. Do you want a map? No, we're good. Enjoy. See you later. It was a Brilliant. five second process. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. And, you know, the same thing, you know, the same thing happens in, and this is something that we also spoke about. Um, what I think Australia lacks um, on a couple of different levels is they have the, they have the national parks service or services of interior, whatever it is. So yeah. it's a department. So all their national parks yeah. are nationally managed. They're federally managed. We're yeah. here in Australia, all our national parks are all managed by the state. Correct. So you can go to Victoria, you go to New South Wales, you come to Tassie, and you'll have three different experiences on how you access and gain and pay for getting to a park. Yeah. I think there's a big a big potential there to merge it all and make it a federal department and have all the national parks under one umbrella run centrally and everyone everyone keeps their job. They just wear a different uniform. They all go under like a, a federal award or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think I think it would work better because it really did work well and it was poles apart 
from what we see in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could certainly, by the sounds of it, I've never been, but it, was, it sounds like we could take a leaf out of their book for sure. We've got we've got one spot next year if you want to come. There you go. See? If I want to come. Yeah, yeah. There's one spot oh, left, sounds, mate. Sounds very enticing. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll do a special when, rate. When is it? October Go on, get 20, a plug in for it. Come uh, on. It's October 24th to November the 3rd, 2024. We're meeting in Vegas on the 24th. So you've got to get yourself to Vegas mm-hmm. and we'll drop you back there after we've had some fun. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, it's mm. on the list, on the bucket list for sure. Yeah. Um, so once you got through Utah, you, you, you went back to Vegas for a couple of nights. Is that right? Yeah, we did. We well, we actually we went past the biggest hole in the world. We went past Grand Canyon as well. Right. So and we drove a bit further south. And, uh, it was good. It was a bit of a just a flying visit on the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've been there before, but Daniel hadn't seen it, so we thought we may as well go over a bit of a squiz. Uh, and then we headed back to Vegas for a few days. Um, and yeah, we didn't we didn't misbehave too much. Vegas has got that temptation to go crazy. Mm. Um. But we didn't. We actually like we we got a little bit drunk in Moab. We had a big <laughs> night in the Moab brew. If anyone actually, there might be people listening because a couple of people. Um, we actually met some guys in Bryce Canyon, who this night the night it was minus five or minus ten. Uh, there was a there was a swimming pool and a, a like a big jacuzzi there, and we thought, oh, we'll go for a swim in the heated swimming pool. Which the heated swimming pool was a bit like their beer, underrated and under underheated. <laughs> so we end up with and all these three guys walked in. Uh, I can remember one of the names Rodney. And they all, a couple of brothers, they all walked worked on the mobile phone towers and they were doing work the next morning in minus 10, wow. 150 foot up in these towers. Anyway, we ended up jumping in the hot tub with them. They were watching some American football and had a chat to them. But Rodney subscribed to the to the audio, I think, of the podcast. So g'day to him g'day, Rodney. If, if he's listening. Hopefully they didn't freeze to death on the pole the next morning. Well, he wouldn't um, be listening if he froze to death. No, that's true. That's a no. very valid point. Mm. Um so yeah, um, what was your question? I've gone off track. Oh now. no, I just I just said uh, you've wrapped up the trip with a couple of extra nights in Vegas. Oh yeah, Vegas. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we we just walked the trip. But you we behaved yourself. To... You got off the chain. We did. Moab. Yeah, we got. That's right. We got to where we got off the chain yeah. in Moab. So yeah, um, but yeah, we behaved ourselves. Uh, we did. We did lots of walking. We did one day. We did thirty thousand steps up and down the strip, just walking up and down. Um, yep. And for those who might have followed my Facebook page, Daniel got himself a little bit of trouble live on a, on a, <laughs> on a, on a bit of a on a bit of a walkthrough with a couple yes. of young ladies who wanted yes. to get to know him better. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like we like we had a great time, and you know we did a fair bit of driving on the wrong side of the road, which is always fun. And yeah, uh, we saw some beautiful sights. It's it's a beautiful country. Like yeah. Um, did so did you find the um the again the photography that you and that we we and I did put a few shots up last week on the show as well uh, of the, some of the shots you got. Yeah. Um, did you find it came easy because it was just such a beautiful yeah. landscape to shoot? Well, yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. Like even and first... were you trying to avoid the cliches like you know the shots yeah. you've seen a thousand times? Well, that's funny, sir, because I the only national park I did any sort of looking at was Zion. The rest of yeah. them were where I went there completely unprepared, no idea what to expect. Yeah. Um. So we we drove, we landed the first day, we stayed the first night in Vegas, then we drove from Vegas into Zion. And I hadn't taken a photo the whole time I'd been there until we got, the first night we got up to uh, Zion, we got there a little bit late. So the sun was starting to drop 
And uh, we, we thought, we'll go for a quick look in the park. We've got a couple of days here. Let's go quick, have a look. And as we're driving in, I'm like, holy shit, Daniel. Like, look at this. Look at even he's like, oh, my God. I'm like, slow the car down here, take a photo. Slow the car down here, take a photo. And then the next morning we went in there early and we got a nice sunrise. And um, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Like everywhere you look was a shot. Um, and then the other thing I've done, which I think I've done really well, which was sort of planned but not planned, the autumn color when we're going next year is going to be absolutely spot on for all these places. Um, So, you know, there was those beautiful, I had my inner Ben Horn on, you know, the the autumn tree against the red rocks and things like that. And so, yeah, it it was great. Um, Every location we went to was just mind blowingly good. And we got lucky with the conditions, like to get snow at Bryce Canyon. So all those pinnacles are all covered under snow. That was a bit of a godsend. Um, the Arches National Park, we got some good light there. Um, the only one we struggled a bit was probably Canyonlands, which is sort of opposite to where Arches was in Moab. That's a bit trickier, and it's it's sort of two parks in one, but there's a big giant hole in the middle of it, which is called the Colorado River. So you go to one end of the park, then you got to drive like another hour and a half to get to the bottom end. So that was a bit tricky, um, but yeah, it was yeah it was good. Like there's some stunning scenes on around every even between the national parks was pretty amazing. So you're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard time trying to tell your your guests what gear to bring, or is it or is it fairly obvious? I, I think it's gonna be pretty straightforward. What's gonna yeah. be hard is moving them on to the next spot. <laughs> so yes. like we this is a 10-day trip. We could easily spend 10 days in Zion and explore yeah. the whole park. Yeah. But we can't, but you could easily spend, you know, four or five days in Moab just exploring parks there. So yeah. I think the tricky bit, and that's why we did this this scouting trip. We've actually changed the itinerary around a little bit. Um so we we're originally going to spend quite a lot of time in Zion, but I'm like, we can't do that because the rest of these parks need as much time, if not, you know, a little bit less than Zion to really get them nailed in. So yeah. um but yeah, like I said, in between the national parks, like we were driving along, like pull over here, pull yeah. over here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I would crazy. imagine it's it's kind of like you know everywhere you go when you go somewhere for the first time, you sort of you yeah. get the taste for it, and you know in the in the back of your mind, I got to come back yep. here, and then yeah, totally explore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, clearly you're not going to be able to explore everything everywhere no. all at once, which was a terrible movie, just by the way. How did that win which, Best Picture? Which one? Anyway. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That one best picture last year. Um, God, mate, I've never heard of it. Yeah, don't bother. Seriously. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't, don't know. bother. I, I digress. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, so, it's yeah. like when, yeah. when you go to a new, like you know, with me with with Tassie, like you know, I've yeah, yeah, I've barely scratched the surface down there, but I'm like, wow, yeah, well, I'm definitely going to go back there, and definitely going to go back there, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, this is this is the thing. Like, um, as I was flying back the other day. I was looking through some photos of my little iPad. I'm like, God, I wish I could have stayed there a few more days. Like that's yeah. got so many. So it's going to be one of those places. I and think, yet the where... shots you did get were great. Well, this is like this is something, and I'm not trying to blow my, blow my own trumpet here, but ah, blow it. De- it's your own even podcast, de- mate. You can't do it on here. Where can you? <laughs> well, you know, we'll get hate mail. Um, <laughs> like even De- even Daniel said a couple of times, like I, I said, look, let's just go here. Let's shoot it like this and. He's like, how do you how do you do that? How do you see that and just shoot it? I'm like, I don't know, just that's just what I do. I enjoy doing. I see something, I'll see the light or whatever. But there was it was yeah. I guess once you get to a point where you're proficient at what you're doing, like anything, yeah. you can sort of go to new places and still create nice images um, without having the time that you probably normally want. 
So, um, but the good thing was that we, because it was just Daniel and I, there was no customers. Like him and I drove, we can we drive, we can drive through the night if we wanted to. Like we don't sort of need to worry about anyone else but ourselves. So we were able That's to make a lot of ground up, even though we, you know we weren't there for too long. So we covered, we did almost four thousand kilometers on this trip in yeah. eight days there. So, um, so we, we've got it all marked down. Daniel's writing notes every national park we went to. Yep, every hotel. Yep, let's do this one and. So we get we've got it all all down pat. We just got to um, fast forward a few months and get there. That's the main thing. <laughs> That's right. Gets you towards yeah. the end of two thousand twenty four, mm. um, which is which is just blows my mind that we are now like two three weeks away from twenty twenty four. It's 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 been incredible. Yeah. Well, I said that on on the live one from Zion. It's it's still blowing my mind yeah. that there was Christmas decorations up. Yeah. <laughs> in, and like every everywhere we went, we walk out of the hotel in the morning or get there at night. Like, oh, it's a bit chilly today. Why the hell have they got Christmas decorations? Yeah, right. It's the middle of winter. Yeah. Um, I was telling you off air that we got a little bit, uh, bit joy, joyful at uh, Moab in the brewery. And uh, as we walked out, we realised the main street was dead because the next street along had a huge Christmas parade going there for a couple. They had like two or three thousand people there watch this Christmas parade. Fantastic. We're we're, th- we're there and it's like two degrees. We're like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so. All we needed was Clark W. Griswold. So. Oh, I mean, perfect. <laughs> perfect. In, he, um, in, he, in his timber-clad station uh, wagon. <laughs> you know what? We, it was so funny. Like some of the places we went to, it's just it's classic America. Um, yeah. If you've never been to Utah, people, um, Utah, it's a bit of a different state. It's not as uh, like you know, it's not as gun-toting and uh, gambling and drinking. It's quite. It's a lot of Mormons live there. It's quite religious, and I like it. I think like it seems to be very settled down and very cool. And, um, you know, everywhere you go, people are lovely. We didn't, once again, we didn't run into anyone that was obnoxious or gave us any trouble. Um, Everyone's super helpful. We made a whole heap of friends at that brewery um, who who have passed on information and exchanged details and, Stuff like that. Even one well, guy. We, we've talked about that before on the show. Like a pro tip. Like if you if you want to, you know, if you really want to find, really want to explore a local area, talk to the locals. Talk to the talk to the brewery. <laughs> go 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 to the pub, have a beer, yeah. strike up yeah. a conversation with someone who lives there, and you yeah. will get into the best spots. It was so funny. There was this guy in the pub. Uh, we were talking to a couple there. They were lovely, and they come down with their uh, trail bikes. I think they were doing lots of adventure stuff at Moab. And these other two guys who apparently had just met that day forward driving around the back country, we were ta- Daniel and I was talking and this guy comes up to me, he goes, he goes, he goes, I know those Australian accents are fake. <laughs> and I think, Dan, I think Dan turned around and said, pig's ass, mate. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Okay. You're, you're proper Aussies. And uh, yeah. So like, it's good. Like, like I said, get, get immersed in the, the locals and have a chat to them. And uh, the, the guy that was serving us, uh, Ben, his name was, I'm trying to hook him up now with Franklin River rafting. He's a rafter. He's a raft guide on the Colorado, oh, and needs something. He needs something to do on the off season. I said, "Well, I can I can pass your details onto these guys. Maybe they need guides." And yeah, so you know, it was great. It was a really good trip. So we had doing lots community of fun service and... while you're over there. I love it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, keeping people employed. Awesome. I'm glad you had a great time. So if you would like to snap up the last place on uh, Cam's mm. Utah tour in 2024, there's a link below in the description. Yeah, it's probably gone now. <clears throat> probably. Um, we've got a bit of homework to do here. The November People's Choice Award from the October Trees Competition has been run and won. Um, Cameron is going to hand out a voucher of some sort to the following person. Was it $200? (laughs) 
You say you said it now, so I guess it is. You can't make oh, a it's hundred, that's, that now. That's a hundred dollars, I think, isn't it? Oh, okay, all right. Okay. Whatever it is, uh, no, no, so the, the, the winner, the winner got, gets got two hundred, two hundred. The people's the, choice gets the hundred. Gets one hundred. Yeah, that's right. that's right. So let me just let me just type that in the notes so we don't forget. Yeah, that's right. So I remember for next time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the winner of the people's choice was Grant Smythe, yeah. uh, who had uh, that Great beautiful image. riverbed scene with the river gums, and it's on the screen. On the now. screen. Of course, it is. It's on the screen right um, there. That's uh, yeah. That, that was definitely in our top two or three. That shot as well. Yeah. So congratulations to Grant. Uh, we'll be in touch with you or vice versa. Hunter's down for that hundred dollar voucher. Yes. Uh, you can put it. You could put it towards the Utah trip. Absolutely. What a great idea. What a great plug. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, we have kicked off the December competition, folks. For those of you who aren't following us on Facebook as closely as you might be, as you might want to, um, or should be. Or should be the December uh, mm. photographic competition on the Down South Photo Show is summer. The theme is summer. Make of that what you will. Already had uh, a plethora of uh, of um, of uh, what are they called entries coming in? Yes, yes we do. Yeah, pl- yeah, a heap of entries have already come in. So uh, hit us up on Facebook. It'll be the pin post on the top of our Facebook page because Cam's now pinning it as we speak. Yeah, well, he will be. By the time this goes out, and uh, yeah, give us your interpretation of summer in a well, preferably landscape, but in a photograph. We want to see what. A, what about if the person's name is Summer or something like that? Well, that would be worthy of an entry. I would have thought. Maybe. Um, I, I like I like how you hung shit on me about trees being a terrible uh, topic. Now you've just gone summer. Like that's right. You've just gone a whole yeah. season. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Well, I thought I'd narrow the brush stroke a little bit, but. Yeah, I didn't really narrow it that much, did yeah, I? Sorry. Narrow, no, not, not narrow Just at all. Made, I think that's called making a rod for your own back, isn't it? It is. So, all right, let yeah. me uh, – is it pinned? I don't know. I haven't pinned uh, it. It I'll will be eventually. It. It's fine. All right. We can we can do that off air, I'm sure. Um, Makes great radio. It does. Fantastic <laughs> radio. Cameron, mm-hmm. why do people always ask if their image is better in colour or black and white? Why, why does this happen? Mm. It seems to happen <clears throat> regularly on social media – People will post a yes. color version of a photo and then they'll post a black and white version of a photo. Which one do you think I should use? Which one's better? I can't decide. It, um, it there's a couple of distraction. There's a couple of answers to this. Which one do you want? Do you want the the nice, kind, fluffy answer or the the one that's we'll going to probably upset a few people? We'll get both. Let's upset people. Come on. We haven't, I, we haven't I think, quite upset anyone I, I, this I, episode yet, so we should. Well, we, let's, let's get cracking. Um, I think people ask that. I think some people. I'll clar- I'll I'll just I'll clarify that. Don't back down. Uh, I think some people put that up because they just like the idea of getting some attention. Yes. And if they put it up there and go, "Is my car like I, what?" What does my head is when people put up a really nice photograph? They go, "Oh, what do you think of this?" Like, you know, if it's a nice photograph, don't pull my leg that you're not sure. You just want people to stroke your ego, and I don't like that. But okay. so I think some people put it up there purely just to get some attention on their photo or get some conversation on their photo or get some sort of controversy going on their photo that might get them likes and hits and stuff like that. I think other people might ask because they generally just don't know which one looks best. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, I think in my experience, both of them look pretty good. Color will work most of the time and so will black and white. So, um, but I don't know. I think people, again, they, I think people might have a bit of confidence issues with their photography and yeah, I don't know. Like I, I Case in point today, I had a almost had a massive brawl online with some I don't even know who he was. Um, I posted a couple of my Utah shots on 
uh, it's called world class photography or world class landscape photography. I see a lot of American. I think I'm familiar with it. I, I see a lot of American outbacky shots on there, so I thought oh, I'll put a few share a few shots up there, and I put up one of a shot I did, and this guy writes back world class question mark. And I went, I wrote back. I said, well, I didn't name the group, dude. You know, yeah. he goes, well, do you think it's world-class? You obviously think it's a world-class photo. That's why you posted in his group. So is that a yes or no? Is it a world-class photo? And I almost, I, I started lowing, loading both barrels up. I went, <laughs> I, I said, do you really want to go down this path? Because I checked out this guy's work and his work yeah. was shit. I'm yeah. sorry. He, he was a shit photographer. Yeah. He had terrible color, terrible composition. He was not good, but he thought he was just going to poke someone but he's a keyboard warrior so he thought he's a keyboard warrior so he thought then I, I thought better of it and went backwards but that's one of the reasons why people are so doubtful about putting photos up because again we have people that jump on and comment you know you know the shot behind you uh, which mind you, you didn't say it was barwin heads but it's barwin heads um the shot behind you you put that up and go oh i'm put this up as a color shot and then someone goes that'd be better as black and white or yeah you should have done this or you should have done that like People are very gun shy these days to put photos up. So I think one of the reasons they do ask color or black and white, I think it's a bit of a, a cushion around what people might say. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Do we upset yeah, no, him? I, 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 t- I tend to agree. And um, I don't think, you know, wh- you know why, why, why pose the question? What do you like? Like, just don't ask other people's opinion. And yeah. Look, ninety nine ninety nine times out of a hundred, they're not going to sell the image. They're not going to do anything with it. They're no, just no. It's, it's like they're bored. It's just yep. stop it or stop it already. Stop stop clogging my feed. <laughs> yep. And this and this is a thing. Like this is this is one thing I hate. I truly hate about photography these days is all the BS that happens online with comments and people sharing stuff and sharing thoughts about photography. At what point, I've said it a million times, at what point did we just forget about photography being about the love of being outside or yeah, exactly. enjoying the location or enjoying the art or even just enjoying the fresh air? Like, why do we have to care what other people think about our photos? Yeah. Put them up. Put it up as black and white. Who cares? Put up as color. Who cares? If you like it, so be it. Exactly. Um, I guess it's different if they're asking for, like, constructive criticism. So if they're saying, hey, I've got this shot, I've done it both in color and black and white, which one do you think works better? Because I'm really confused. That's a bit different. You know, they're asking for yeah. some help and feedback. But I know the ones you're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think they're the ones that purely put it up there just to get some attention. And then yeah. and then once people start commenting on it, they, they take offense to something or someone else <laughs> says something. It's just like, I'll see. Oh, I'll, it's, it's the funny. modern world, Cameron. It's the modern I'll, world. It's Funny, it's fun. it's like you've been reading my mind today. I was sitting on the couch with four upstairs, and I got sucked into watching reels on Instagram. You know, you just oh, flick it's all this a bloody rabbit hole. It's You're a cesspool. Right. It's a cesspool of the human shit. Is what it mm-hmm. is. And I got halfway through, and I'm like, "Why the hell am I watching this crap? Like, yeah. just just ban social media. You know what? Just shut yeah. the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah that includes us. Shut us down. Yeah, we're done. This is it. Just just stop. Just stop the whole social media. Go back and talk <laughs> to people face to face. Go and share your photos in a town hall or yeah, an art an art gallery or something. Get them like that. printed. Get them printed. <laughs> Do something because it's just bullshit. I'll tell you now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm all fi- a bit fired up today, but no, nah, it's, it's the just... you know what it is. It's the it's the algorithm. It's yeah. the it's the uh, the way that you know Instagram's gone to the dogs, man. It, Instagram, I wouldn't even wipe my ass with Instagram. No, it's it, terrible. It is, it's gone. Um, it's all reels. It's too TikTok ish. It's yep. you know, it, it's it's no it's no good at all now. 
You know um, what I'm you know you know what I'm missing for Instagram. I reckon I could be very, very good on Instagram with my photography mm-hmm. if I just had a set of tits. Yeah, right. Yeah. That I could just show off. Yeah. If I could just and then I know what people are saying. I can hear it. Oh, but that's because you you must watch them all. The algorithm just keeps getting yeah. you sets of boobs all the time. No, I flick through, I flick through it. I even block them. I even report them. Yeah. And they still come through and annoy me. So if you're a if you're a young amazingly well-endowed young lady who's good at photography, you could be making squins if you just happily yep. were all next to nothing and showed your photos off. And do a heap of selfies. <clears throat> yeah, selfies. Oh, a, cu- a couple sorry. of people, a couple of people also yelled at the screen, you have got a set of tits, Cameron. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can talk. Um oh absolutely glass houses. <laughs> tell you what, um I tell you what was an absolute hit in the States. Beyond my wildest dreams mm. was my T-shirt, Stop Taking Selfies Because No One Cares. Yeah. So I wore it in to, out of the hotel at Vegas on the on the night we got back. And I walked downstairs with it. We just go for a walk up the strip. And I walk out and there's a couple of big black security guards. And the guy looks at me and goes, you. And he gives me a big fist pump. He goes, I love that. He goes, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm walking through. And I reckon... Like it got to the point, Daniel's like, I'm just watching people for their reaction on your T-shirt. Yeah. I got stopped by that many people saying, amen to you, sir. That is perfect. I could have sold. If I had a bag of them, I could have sold them. And I didn't. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, you're right. It is a good T-shirt and a very good a very good sentiment. Um, for those big of you bo- who do want to see selfies. my background full screen, there it is. That's uh, can't, we, can't we see your boobs instead? Come on. No, sorry. That, um, that little seat right there. Which I love this. Seat. Oh yeah, there. Yep. I love yep. this spot. Um, for those of you who are coming along on our one-day workshops in January, Lug. get 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 an eyeful of that because we're going to take you right there. So it's a and it's I, a great right. spot. We'll be there in summer, won't we? We will be there in summer. Which do, is pe- do people of... do people swim there? Yes, people do swim there, Cameron, and so we're going to have big zoom lenses. <laughs> There's a theme about tonight's show, and I don't think I like it. It's got it's got boobs <laughs> written all over it. Um, can um, I yeah. just quickly um, spread the love about that spot? Where I, um, so it was about three four nights ago. I was uh, a little bit over retail, so I thought I'd go for a bit of a walk after after work, and I decided to take one lens. Uh, I did did a little one lens challenge on myself. It's good. Uh, took the uh, Olympus artist, formerly known as Olympus uh, EM One X. With the 100 to 400. Um, Ooh, you and, were perving. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Uh, and if, you know what amazed me? Okay, so the weather down here hasn't been that great. The last week no. or so, it's actually been cold, a bit wet. We had one day where it got really hot. This wasn't yep. This was the day before that, I think. Anyway, I got down to, this is from the Barwon Heads Bluff, which is sort of a little, it's not even a, it's not a national park or it's, it's sort of like a reserve, I guess. And there's mm. a little track that goes up and around. As you can see, there's the the track that follows down along the edge and you can see it in the right. distance there. It's a yeah. magnificent spot. I was the only one there. I was like the only person. There was no one on the beach. There was no one on the tracks. I was like, have I missed something? Like, is there, is, has the apocalypse yeah. happened? Yeah. I was going to say, is there, is there a broadcast going on that I don't know it's about? Yeah. Berserk. And uh, <laughs> Berserk. I absolutely bloody loved it. I, I, I yeah. got, I got back in the zone again, and it doesn't take long. Uh, when you've done it as long as we have, it doesn't take long to get mm. in the zone, I think, no. um, particularly when the light's good, when yep. the subjects are good. Uh, I had uh, I photographed at what I thought at the time was a peregrine falcon. It turned out to be a nankeen kestrel because, sure. Um, 
Thank you, Sandy, for pointing that out to me. Uh, I oh, sent yeah. her a bit. Sandy, you know Sandy. Uh, Sandy yeah, I know Sandy. Bowen. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I sent her a photo of the Nanking Keshul that I got, and she's like, I said, yeah. um, can you ID this for me? And she's like, it's not what you think it is. I'm like, God damn it. So yeah, I um, hate that. Yeah. I hate when um, people look at something straight away and just go, no, nah, you're wrong. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. I thought I researched Sandy, it. Sandy is quite the expert on this, so she knew. And then later on, she shot, sent me a picture of a peregrine that's nesting at at the bluff. So, um, right. yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to uh, in January when we get down there to to show people that little spot. It's gorgeous. It's such a good part of the world. Well, I did tell you before that um, we have sold out the 19th of January. Yeah, I'm just seeing That's, that in the notes. Look at me keeping up. Yep, sold out. And um, the 18th has three spots left right. over. So, so we are talking about five weeks from now. So if you're keen to come on board, we've got three spots left on one day, uh, one of the one-day trips uh, here on the Ballerine. I think, that's a, I think that's a Thursday, the 18th. That sounds right. Thursday, the 18th. Uh, it is. It's actually quite the week for workshops for me that week. I've got the uh, 18th, the 19th, and then on the 21st, I'm with Glenn Lavender here as well. So, Well, I can beat so. you. I've got 18, 19, 20, 21. There you go. See? You, you've, I'll be down at point, workshop point the pan. I'll be on one side of the bay and then the other I'll side wave. of the bay. Glenn and I will wave. You don't need to wave. I'll hear you. It's true. That's, that's about yeah. right too. Um, yeah. So yeah, Workshop Central USA, here we come. Um, <laughs> Beard, where are we? How are we going for time on this podcast? I think we can, we can probably squeeze in a deer cam. Um, uh, uh, but let's, let's go quickly. Beard donations. Alison Faskin, thanks. Bought us a jug. She's buy us a jug. She's lovely, Alison. And Mel, yeah. someone. Who, who's that? Yeah. Uh, it's been a new listener. Good day, new listener, Mel. Mel. Mel bought two beers. Thank you, Mel. Appreciate you. We're drinking yeah. them right now as we speak. Dear Cam, episode 103, Dear Cam. Uh, Dear Cam, hope you boys are well. See, it says what's, Dear what, Cam. What, what's it called? <laughs> hope you boys are well. We've really got to change this to Dear Us or something. Dear boys. Anyway. Dear boys. No. <clears throat> Sounds I'm not wrong. feeling as special as I used to now. It's not my segment. No, it is your segment because I'm going to uh, ask you. Hope you, you, you boys are, are well. Love the show and can't wait to join you on one of your workshops next year. So I'm guessing they've already booked Utah. Um, Utah. No, yes. No. Nice. So I'm wanting to. I'm wanting your take on oh intentional camera movement in brackets. Oh, international. I, see, <laughs> I intentional uh, camera movement in brackets. ICM. I've seen a bit right. of this around lately in landscape mm. photography. Sometimes I feel like I'm looking at a mistake <laughs> rather than an intentional. <laughs> <That's good>. Any <laughs> yeah. tips on achieving a more intentional look? Cheers. P.S. I bought you a beer. Well, no, you didn't. Your name's not in the, well, you must've done. Yeah. Gavin Launceston. Did he buy us uh, a beer? Hello, Gav. Uh, haven't seen anything there from Gav, but I'm sure it's. Maybe. If you haven't, bought... Gav, you, you, you didn't go through. So you need to go back to dsps.com.au and have another crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> intentional camera movement, Cameron. The, the, oh, I shit. have seen this as yes. a friend. Uh, shout out to mm. Phil who came in and printed his ICM photos today. Had a good chat right. with Phil about this today, um, right. uh, about what his take on ICM. He does a, a lot. Uh, good customer mm. of mine who prints a lot for me. Um, what, what do you think about ICM, Cameron? Um, sounds like it's a loaded question, Brendan. Um, do you know what give, I'm talking go, about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um, go back probably three years. And I used to think it was the stupidest thing people ever did with a camera. Yes. Like intentionally move your camera to get all these blurry bits and make it look all fancy and abstracty and arty. But then I then I turned my opinion differently. I, I You've don't done a 180. I, I've done a one. Well, 
I won't say a 180. I've done like a 120. Okay, well, that's enough. I'm, I'm moving towards being okay with it. Um, so I've seen some good examples of it. And I think the reason why I didn't like it at the start, because I saw some very, as Gav has said there, some very unintentional, purposely bad photos. Sometimes done. I feel like I'm looking at a mistake, mistake rather than mistake. anything intentional. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think I saw a lot of examples of mistakes, which yeah. is why I was like, why are people doing it? But when it's done nicely and done properly and done with nice colors or the nice subject, it actually works quite nicely. So uh, especially with water, if you're doing like oceans or, you know, even behind me, it could work with those different layers of colors. You can get some interesting sort of blur movements. Um, so I don't mind it these days if it's done nicely. If it's done poorly or someone's very new at it, then it doesn't look great. So it does take a bit of practice. Um, the only tip I would say um, that I've, because I've done it a couple of times myself and we've talked about it in workshops is, I find having it on a, on a tripod works really well where you can sort of just pan the, the camera really well up or down or across. Um, so that'd be my tip is, is try and do it on a tripod. And from memory, when I've done it, the shutter speed for me, about half a second to a second seemed to work pretty well for me when I, when I started doing it. So, um, but I would say the biggest tip is try and find topics or subjects that are quite interesting so yeah you know if you've got different layers of color the best one i saw was a shot of the ocean that had the deep blue ocean but then it had this beautiful sunset or sunrise i can't remember and they did the panning and the intentional movement so you had this beautiful color along the top which is yeah. that warm color mixed with the blue yeah. um, the other one that works well is the snow gums or the big the gum the eucalypts where people go up or down in the eucalypts and they stretch the trees out a bit um yeah. with the green stuff like that so Look, you know, if it's something worth practicing, it's good a good little uh, skill to have in your kit. Um, but they, they, it's a fine line between looking good and looking terrible. I think. Yeah, I agree. And um, the good thing about digital is, of course, you know, you take it. It didn't work. You do another, have another crack. But yeah. the key for me with intentional camera movement or ICM is color and um, mm. shooting blue hour. So after the you've, the sun's gone down, you've still got that beautiful purple magenta sort of haze on the on the horizon uh and you yeah. want to just really paint with that color i think that that can yeah. work really well um yeah. i've seen that done unfortunately i've kind of seen it done to death but i'm sure there's people out there who can give it a crack and yeah. uh, i'll tell you what would look really cool would be like outback australia some red earth kind of stuff that'd yeah be, yeah that's sick. what that's what we think like this color behind me yeah that sort yeah of earthy sure. color would yeah. work well um yeah like yeah so you know what as well here's here's something i've found out about ICM in the last probably couple of years yep. is I think it's a very heavily female dominated genre. That's interesting. I think if I had a dollar for every time people email me about a workshop saying, Oh, we talk about ICM or can we try some ICM? It's predominantly female. So yeah. maybe they're more abstract or maybe the colors seem to attract them a bit more. It, it actually, sure, but- It'd be would it'd be pretty difficult to teach ICM. I think it's it's such a um such a personal thing. Like yeah. how you want it's almost like you look at a scene and you go, I could do some ICM here. You do it and then you look at the shot, look at the result after. It's not like you're trying to achieve yeah. a certain result. Does that make any sense? Like you look at it and you go, yeah. Oh wow, that worked, or it just yep. didn't. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. And and sure, you know, surely guess, yeah. I was gonna say, surely the first ICM was a mistake. Of course. No Someone's just pressed their shutter button on. Oh my! And they've gone. Oh, I've moved the tripod. Oh, that actually looks pretty good. Yeah. 
I tell, I tell you what you can do as well if you want to if you want to muck around with ICM in Photoshop is pull up that photo that you've got behind you, for example, chuck it into Photoshop, select yeah. the whole area, and hit motion blur, and uh, really? you will get pretty much what that would have looked like if you used ICM. So how do you know these things? Uh, I don't know. I've been well, that, in the industry a little while, that, mate. Around the not my first rodeo, buddy. Aren't you busy all day long? How can you possibly have time to? <laughs> Well, it's a good way to fake ICM. So if you want to do motion blur, so you just, as you're doing it now, aren't you? You just basically <laughs> select the whole image right. and then, right. uh, yeah, just go blur, motion blur. Uh, make sure that your line's horizontal. Select so all. Blur's going sideways. Is it a filter? Um, motion? Is it a filter? Blur? Yeah, blur, motion blur. Blur. Talk about yeah. yourself, people. Cam's actually motion going to blur. Do this and, yeah, yeah. Motion and then blur. he's going to save it yeah. and change his background to it. So, <laughs> well, hang on. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do some weird stuff here. Yeah. Or... I've got to, oh, wow, hang on. All right, let's oh, try that. This is making really good radio tonight. Yeah, keep talking, Brendan. This is great. Sorry, I just had a bit. Right. Um, if you yeah, have a dear cam question, uh, by all means, send it in. Uh, you can find, you can send us dear, uh, dear cam through dsps.com.au or you can just send it through all our social media stuff, which is linked in the description. Look, I just gave you a fantastic way to plug everything else. and Yeah, that's that right. It was great. Did I give you? Uh, now, did I stretch enough? Are you done? Have you got your uh, your, your intentional camera movement done? In did it work? I, 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 it did work. I just can't see where I freaking saved it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, right. There you go. Intentional camera movement using motion yeah. blur. Bang. Motion blur. That was there. You go. Yep. There you go. Actually, looks... kind of. There's something about it. I, I don't know what it is. It's almost like yeah. a double exposure, but it's worked quite well. That looks shit, Dan. Brendan. Now, what good. you can do with um, motion blur as well is you can move the mo the motion blur horizontally. Yes, so I did vertical, that. You can move it horizontally so it blurs that did, way. I did that on purpose. Here's another one I'll put up there. Look at this for Here's a one spot. I created earlier. Is that for a place? Yeah. That's Antelope, uh, Antelope Canyon. That's right. So how much are you going to sell that image for, Cam? 1.9. And if you don't think I can do that, you can lick my... That's right. So uh, I went to I went to Peter Lick's gallery in Vegas, and uh, he doesn't listen, does he? He's well, got he's, too much money, apparently. He's, ab he's above us. He's above us. Um, I actually what I what I thought was funny. I walked into the gallery and there was a guy there, not Peter Lick, but I FaceTimed uh, a good friend of the show, TP, because apparently TP mm -hmm. knows Peter. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd get TP live on there to critique his work, but TP backed out pretty quickly. He didn't want to. Didn't want to play really? games. So, yeah. Really? So, um, i tell you what. Was I impressed? Um, there's certainly some stunning shots he's got. Yeah. But I actually found a lot of them were really not that great. Like, there was – like, it's like he put super – like, he, I think there's a lot of Photoshop goes in some of his work. Um, he had, like, some super moons that looked just ridiculously yeah. big in scenes yeah. and uh, things were very highly saturated. Uh, Saturation – Saturation yeah. is his big thing. Um, a lot yeah. of photographers, you know, when they go to a Peter Lick gallery, that's the first thing they mention is how saturated they are. He does also yeah. print a lot on, uh, we used to call Metallic. it Cibachrome. I'm not sure what it's called these days, but yeah. Cibachrome or something like that was what it used to be called. <clears throat> Ilfa, yeah. It's not Ilfachrome, it's Cibachrome, uh, which is highly yeah. reflective. And, of course, he uses a lot of, um, you know, black walls with yes. and the images just pop because he puts floodlights on them. Look, um, yeah. Look, the the um the gallery itself was beautiful. It's like, a stunning really, place, isn't it? Really, yeah. really, really beautiful, beautiful. But I looked at some of the shots. I'm like, look, that's great. That's really good. Dan and I both walked through there, 
And the guy behind the counter was very lovely. He's like, oh, tell us what you think and, you know, don't hold back, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, so we looked through and then a couple of, like, we're looking there like, oh, that looks poxy. That's, that's been Photoshopped to hell. Yeah. Uh, there's other ones where it's like, oh, that looks really nice or that one's really oversaturated. Um, so, yeah, he had some really cool stuff. Um, and then uh, we saw the the one the one that was so expensively famous that he sold. I think it's called the the Ghost of the Ghost Canyon or something like that. It's called, which That's is in Antelope. Antelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the, the front door of it. But one thing I learned about that is because uh, that's got a big beam of light that comes down into it. Yes, and I think how he's created that is by throwing disturbing a bit of the dust or the sand on the floor that's exactly right i've read that yeah yeah so i'm like okay so he's he's sort of which he openly admits yeah Yeah. um whether or not it sold for two million dollars i don't know i've heard stories that that's might be a bit of bs but yeah that he bought um, it himself and all he bought himself or his mate his mate bought it and he paid him back maybe tom um i doubt it tom tom can't rub two cents together these days no no but like tom tom in inverted commas bought it oh well, you know I, mean? I don't know. Secretly, I think Tom wants to be Peter Lick. Um, Does he? I think so. He oh. tries to dress the same. They have the same sort of attitude. Ah, right. Okay. But, yeah. Hey, did you hear they did another podcast? They did like one. They did not. And we're not talking about their show on our show. They oh, can get right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Get stuff. Anyway, we went and had a look at the gallery. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was in like, the, it, was also, it was actually in the hotel we were staying at the Mandalay Bay, uh, which is handy. Uh, so we had a look. And yeah, so it was good. Good fun. Awesome. I like it. Um, right. That's going to be it for episode 103. Cam, what do you got coming up? I know that you're looking forward to a bit of downtime. Uh, I'll just type in there what I'm doing. Very good. Yes. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm, really I'm not doing much. Loud, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've got nothing. Well, next month I'm up there doing a few things with you and a few single day stuff. Yeah, but that's a month uh, away. That's a month away. So uh, kids go on school holidays later this week. So I'm Brilliant. on daddy daycare. And, Brilliant. Um I've got. A, I bought a new car. I've got yes. a new car. Excellent. So, you can finally I, drive it. Yeah, I bought it and then disappeared the next day. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do a, we might do a few day trips with the kids and go out and do some stuff. And yeah, what about That's you? Exciting. I'm really Retail. really happy. Uh, the school holidays has arrived. My both my children were very worn out from school this year. We got had a year eleven yeah. and a year nine this year. So. Year 11 is a big year uh, leading into year 12 BCE here in Victoria for my daughter. So a mm-hmm. um, bit worn out. Um, she has joined me in the shop for a few hours over the Christmas madness, which is great. I feel very privileged to be able to walk, uh, work with my daughter. That's exciting. Especially uh, when she we, does a better job than you. Oh, there's no, that goes without anyone <laughs> does a better job than me. It doesn't have to be my daughter. But um, we we we, uh, we gel really well. And um, yeah, she's a, she's a ripper. Customers get a bit of a kick out of it that we're a, we're a, we're a, a, a father daughter combination. Uh, they work it out really quickly. So you're um, almost a, you're almost like a bit of a married couple, you two. <laughs> Quite funny uh, look, sometimes. She, we do know how to push each other's buttons, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very exciting. As I say, quite exciting that she's heading into year twelve next year. So um, getting oh. saving a lot of bickies so she can have a gap year at the end of next year. So she's working yeah. for me. Uh, and then the awesome. son just wrapped up his year nine today. So um, cool. He'll Schoolies. Be, <laughs> no, he's all, as I say, they're tired. They're tired. They're worn yeah. out. So they're, they're having a having a good break. Uh, as for me, Christmas retailers in full swing. Can I give a quick shout out no. to Stephen? Um, Stephen, whose last name is one of the words of our channel's name, but that's another story. Um, he's a lovely man, and uh, Stephen came to pick up his canvas that I made for him uh, on Saturday. 
and very, very graciously waited in Ocean Grove for 90 minutes while I came back from Geelong just so he could meet me. Uh, he was very keen to say good day. A right. big, big fan of the show, loves the show, uh, got a nice big canvas with a timber frame on it. And uh, right. Stephen, it looks great. He sent me a photo of it hanging in his house and it looks fantastic. So good work. It's amazing. It's amazing his last name's photo, though. Yeah, that's right. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, and he's a photographer. Who would have thought? What are, what are the odds? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's actually Stephen's <laughs> show. Steve, I, I actually thought it might have been Stephen the. So. <laughs> yeah, it's Stephen the. That's exactly fill, right. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go, Steve. I, I told you you get a plug and you got a big one. Hopefully you've listened right to the end. I was like most say, people no one, tuned out by now. No, one, no one's listened to you, mate. This we is, can talk about the, anything. This is the area where we could just work blue and no one would yeah. no one would yeah. even know because no one We could drop anything stuff. we want in here. Yeah. That's right. According to the algorithm, you all tuned out 10 minutes ago. So Yeah, that's it. Hey, boobs, boobs. If yeah, we say right, exactly, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll get us out. We need to get more of that on the show. Stay, stay tuned, and there'll be a set of boobs at the end. We'll be a reel before you know it. God, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't been. To be honest, uh, good to have you back, Cam. Good show. Thanks, we will see, to see you for episode 104 later in the week. We're going to double down this week because nice. because we just are. It's Christmas. At Christmas, that's right. It's Christmas, yes. That's right, exactly. Uh, this has been episode 103 of the Down South Photo Show. We'll see you for episode 104 later on the week. Radio, see y'all. Cheerio. <laughs>